Hey, it's time for another Pat and Jamie podcast. And this time we have an excerpt from one of our 92Y shows. We actually never got it to you from January. So this is going to be a fun one to catch up on. We already posted the conversation with Leandra Medine, the man repeller. She was our other guest that evening. And it was one of our biggest audiences yet. I would argue probably because of this guy that you're about to hear from. It is Adam Adrock Horovitz from the Beastie Boys. We talked to him about his life in New York, everything that he loves and hates about it. Enjoy the conversation. fan and he's Canadian. Wow, Pat and Jamie's New York. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Pat Kiernan and Jamie Stelter. I was trying to figure out how to sit. I feel like the chairs got taller. I got shorter or something. Did you need to change something or Make we're good? Sure we're not doing an extra show here, you know? <laughs> uh, nice to have you here. As you heard, we have a great lineup of guests tonight. We have. And we were wait, just hanging, hanging out with everyone backstage. We, we were. We were just hanging out with Ad-Rock. Ad. <laughs> Adam Horowitz is here. I spent all day listening to Beastie Boys driving my husband crazy playing the same songs over and over and over and over and over again. You met our music director, Leslie Goshko. Yes! <laughs> Leslie, this is, this is the first time, this is our third show here. This is the first time we've had a, a guest who is a musician. I'm super excited about that. Like, I'm selfishly very excited. He was, by the way, watching you warm up the crowd, and he was really impressed, I should say. Are we best friends now? Am I best friends with Ad Rock? I'm going to tweet that. Hashtag yeah. Pat and Jamie. Leslie is best friends with Ad Rock. Um, is, is there a Beastie Boys favorite you have? I, I have a lot of favorites, um, but I thought, I thought maybe we could do a quick little game of one of my favorites Ooh. for you guys. Kind of like a name that tune. Like, like, you can name this tune in X amount of notes. Okay. Are, are you playing, Jamie? Are you going to play? Sure. sure. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I hope I don't embarrass it myself for not knowing. It could be really embarrassing. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Adam's just right there. <laughs> no pressure. All right. Uh, how many notes can you name this tune in? It's uh, a Beastie Boys song. Oh, we're, we're, we're playing Bit a Note from the classic game show, Name That Tune. Yes. Uh, Nine notes. Uh, name that tune. Okay. Wait. Uh. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, 
Um, uh, which also, I don't know, I am such a Beastie Boys fan. Did you know that they came out with, they turned their songs into lullabies for children? They did that, B-sides, which they're amazing. They're very good, if you'd like to. Yes. Have you not heard these? Girls. That's that's Boys for children. I feel like there's a Jimmy Fallon bit there. <laughs> Wait, do you know what I think it is? I think I used to sit on that side. Really? No, every show you've sat on that side. Anyway, <laughs> girls, I should say, I have a story about. Okay. Want to hear a story? So I went to overnight camp, and 1989 was my first summer there. I was seven years old. And every summer we did lip sync as a bunk. If you went to overnight camp, you know all about lip sync. Now it's like a show on Spike. But like this was back in the day. <laughs> Free Spike. Yeah. Lip sync battle. So Robin Salbo, a girl from Long Island in my bunk, was like, we have to do Beastie Boys girls. And we, of course, were like, who are the Beastie Boys? I was seven. Right, and, and you couldn't just pull it up on your iPad in those days. No, this was 1989. Somebody had to get the record. Luckily, pre-camera, video camera, and all that, so we don't even have footage of this, hopefully. But we, as a bunk, 12, 14, seven-year-old girls, all dressed like the Beastie Boys, backwards hats, big baggy t-shirts, and lip-synced to girls. And that was my first Beastie Boys experience. And then we then went on, of course, to learn all their other songs. Jamie, what you don't know is there is video of that. <laughs> this is your life. Uh, we have fashion blogger Leander Medine coming tonight. Yes. The Man Repeller. And Ruby Carp. Ruby? If you haven't yet heard of Ruby Carp, you are going to fall in love with her tonight. I am so impressed by her. I kind of want to adopt her. She is, she was described to me first as a millennial superstar. She's 15 years old. She does stand-up comedy. She writes for Hello Giggles. She does all sorts of great stuff. I'm in love with her. She did a TED Talk. I mean, there's lots to, to talk about. And her. we have a segment where, where she comes on and, and for six or seven minutes tells a New York story. Right, and she is born and raised here. I mean, she's 15, but she's born and raised here, and she's got stories, and this story that she's going to tell is a good one. Jamie and I were emailing back and forth on, on Saturday and Sunday, going, oh, you know, last time we did this show, we had torrential rain on the night of the show, oh and I, I was sure that the snow was all still gonna be here. Yeah, we, I drove up from the West Village an hour and a half ago or so, and there's barely any snow left. So, uh, can, can I put up a, a tweet here? This was actually our executive producer at New York One, Kim Winston, who, who sent out some video of those slush puddles that were all the corners. Oh, yeah. And here's, here's the video. Because this is one of those ones where you step down into the puddle, and, and you don't know how deep it is. Like, she, she gets most of the way across, and I goes, oh, no, no. 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 <laughs> but she was almost there. I, I was like, keep going. <laughs> keep going. The, but I, those actually, those melted a lot faster than I expected. They did. They, did. they were out in my neighborhood, the, the laborers working manually with the shovels. But I, I griped about this all week. 
which is that we put all of this effort into clearing the road for the cars. Mm-hmm. We're New Yorkers. We walk. It's, we, right? We, we, should, we shouldn't be someone... Because there's this no-man's land between the, what the sanitation guys do on the road and what the business owners are supposed to do on the sidewalk, and then there's just that area in between. Okay. I have a differing point of view. How can you have a differing point of view on that? Here's what I think. You like slush puddles. I don't like slush puddles, but I respect slush puddles. Here's why. Saturday, mm-hmm. we have the second biggest snowstorm in our city's history, okay? 28 inches of snow. I'm not sure how many inches tall I am, but that's like half as many inches <laughs> as tall I am, maybe more. And that was Saturday. And on Tuesday-ish, you and others are already like, why isn't every corner clean? Why isn't every sidewalk snow free? And it's like, it snowed, you own the proper boots, so put on the right footwear and get out there and get through those puddles. If you're a real New Yorker, then you're gonna put your boots on and get through them. I'll one-up you on that, I'm Canadian. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that there's a mismatch in the effort that we put into the car travel over the foot travel. I also follow on Twitter a lot of people who are from the bike lobby or bike advocates, and they spent their entire week moaning and groaning about how all the bike lanes are full of snow, which I totally respect. But at some point, like, where do you want all that snow to go? No, you you, you got it. You gotta it's give been, it a minute. It's been a warm week. Okay, but I, I'll tell you where the snow goes. I, I'm at a meeting at the Daily News on Tuesday. One o'clock, I come out to Water Street and, and look what's going on there. Here's the video. This is the uh, this is the snow melting machine, and l- literally, it just swallows up all the snow. It roars and hisses, and the snow just disappears and turns to water. I. I don't even want to have the information about how much fuel it uses. I had actually never seen that before you tweeted it. I think I woke up from my nap and I saw that and I was like, It's serious. What is that? It's serious, yeah. It is serious. You were, you were uh, very active on social media on Saturday in the storm. Well, what else was I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually the first time I've been at New York One for almost six years, and I think it was the first time in six years that a snowstorm happened on a Saturday. Right, and you feel like we're so plugged into these things, you feel like, well, what can I do from home since I'm not the weekend crew? Well, my first thought was, this is amazing. I get to enjoy a snowstorm <laughs> like a civilian, and I'm going to load up. I know what I'm going to watch on Netflix. I'm going to bake all my cookies and all my other stuff. And then I'm sitting home, and it's like picture after picture and tweet after tweet, and it's fun. Everyone's showing you what's going on. And there were people surfing off of mountains of snow in Times Square. And I was out there tweeting how the mayor hadn't gotten out fast enough to clear the snow. <laughs> it's like you've got to give people a break. Okay. Can, I, can I show one more picture? Please. I, th- I, please. Think, you, I think you found this one initially. This, uh, this was a tweet from a guy named Tayab. Oh, the faces. Yeah, Tahab. Uh, Although so, somebody told me that this was actually recycled from a previous snowstorm, but I don't care because it's so good. Oh, this didn't happen in... I don't, I don't know that for sure. That's like a problem with people. Yeah. Hey, look. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't that one great? I posted that on the New York One Instagram account, actually. I liked it so much, it was cute. It was, even if it was from a previous storm. Yeah. So, that snow is snow, right? J Jamie and I are friendly socially, but we travel in different directions. We I like what you said the one time about our friendship. What is it? That we're not quite at the buddy movie level of friendship, <laughs> but that we enjoy each other's company socially or something. But, but since, we, <laughs> since, since we started doing this show for coordination meetings up here at 92Y, we've taken some long cab rides together. We have definitely spent more time together in the last six months or a year than we have in all the other six years combined. And I have another video for you. This is what Jamie and I learned about our cab riding behavior. Okay, sh show of hands in the house here. Yeah. Oh, this I'm who, very interested in. Who, who puts a seatbelt on in a taxi? Holy moly! It's, Are it's, you guys telling the truth? It's all, and, and, well, let's, let's just make sure that some people aren't abstaining. Who doesn't? Who does not? Yes, uh, thank yeah. you. There we go. All right, there's... I mean, I can't count, but you, you, you win. I'm interested to... You're all wrong, by the way. <laughs> I'm interested to know if... Ad Rock wears a seatbelt in a cab. Let's get to it. You know him from his work in the Beastie Boys, Adam Harbutz. <laughs> How are you doing, hon? Hon and Owen, here we go. Welcome. <laughs> oh, I didn't see your sneakers before when we were. Oh, hi. Well, I don't know. It's felt weird. You're a little far away. There we go. What well, we... you visited the bar backstage. Oh, I just came from the doctor. Oh. <laughs> no. We'll find out soon if you're. No, clean. I got I got a little drink and it came in this cup. The city uh, cups are a yeah. big. Are which big which ball. taxi camp do you fall in? Do you wear a seatbelt in the cab? I uh, I don't. Woo! Is that a that's a that's a good thing? <laughs> Jamie's trying to make the case that it is. Yeah. You should probably, a seatbelt is probably a good idea. When you I don't think are, it's a bad idea. When you're in a cab with someone who does, you all of a sudden feel like the biggest jerk. Because, especially as a traffic reporter. <laughs> but when I'm not in a cab with him and I'm in a cab with literally anybody else I know, you feel totally normal. No one puts a, a seatbelt on. N not really, no. But you probably should. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Uh, have you ever Fuck not? Is it a law in a, in a cab, though? I don't think in a cab it is. No, I think backseat of a cab, you're okay it to is, do whatever, whatever stupid thing you choose to do. <laughs> is there t any time in your life that you've not lived in New York? Yeah, I lived in California for a little bit. In the, in the 80s and 90s. But then you came right back. I came back quick, yeah. So what, what brought you back? What is it that, that you can't get anywhere else? <laughs> no, no. no, I just, you know, it's nice there. It's, it's you know, this kind of the same every day in California. I Not mean, it's, a, it's a nice same, let's be nice. honest. It's very nice, but yeah. it's like Groundhog's Day, the movie, you know. And I just wanted to be home. Where it's freezing and shitty and <laughs> people are awful. It was, it was nice on Saturday. Yeah, it was nice on Saturday. What did you do during the blizzard? Um, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> what do, I, I don't know. What do we do? Are you, are you, a, buy, are you a buy bread and milk guy? Do you stock up on the Friday before a big storm? What did I do? <laughs> I have no idea. I looked at the snow. I guess we... Hard-hitting questions here. At yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it today? Thursday? Saturday? I don't remember. <laughs> We looked out the window. I did think. you go out? Did you go? Did you make when a I, yeah, snowman? Yeah, I wanted to go outside. In the, I didn't make a snowman, but you know, I stood in the snow. Yeah. Winter, winter is awful here, but the moments that it's snowing is what's beautiful about New York. Yeah. And then the day after, and the days after, and then the dirt snow is just nasty. <laughs> Ugly. And that's when you think about California and stuff like that. <laughs> I read about your dog. I'm not sure if... What do you know about my dog? I know that because of your dog, you had a sandwich named after you at Numpang. Oh, yeah. There's a Numpang <laughs> in Chelsea Market where we work. Uh -huh. But it was only a limited edition ad rock sandwich. It, for, the, for the dogs. It was a charity sandwich. Yeah, I had a sandwich named after me. And, and is that reflecting your picks or the dog's favorite sandwich? Well, my dog will eat anything. My dog actually prefers a roast beef sandwich. I've got, I'm, I can't cut to the video, but I've got video of a dog eating a roast beef sandwich. What kind of counter. dog do you have? Uh, like a hairy dog. Hairy dog? Yeah. Did you take him out in the storm? Well, yeah, I had to. Yeah. Yeah. But does he like the snow? Yeah, no, she's fine with the snow. Oh, she doesn't care. Yeah, she's fine with all weather. Although the salt gets, you know, in her little Oh, do you pads. put like the booty things? No, I keep, I gotta get them. Yeah. She doesn't really care. How, how old is the dog? How old is the dog? Like 12, 14? I gotta his, get him. He's looking for dog, his wife. The dog's 12 years old and I gotta get him. Yeah, I, yeah at <laughs> some point, <laughs> I gotta do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog's uh, life. When you and I talked before the show, you had a lot of things to say about trucks in New York City. Yeah. And in particular, in particular the, the hydraulic lift on the back of trucks is what bothers right. you. Right, so, so now, okay, so this thing is like about kvetching, right? Does everyone know what kvetching is, right? It's about complaining about New York. Is what's kind of, I'm, uh, is, is that what the theme of this show is? Yeah. In general? Yeah. Like, were the other ones Complaining, like celebrating. Well, no, because then, because, you know, like New Yorkers and stuff, and, and, you know, that's what New Yorkers do is complain, and so, like, you have to complain. Like, if it doesn't snow, then you complain that it's not snowing. If it snows, you complain it's snowing. You complain that they didn't, you know, do the, the streets, and you complain they didn't do the sidewalks. You gotta have something to complain about. Totally. And so, my, I have a few, we all have current uh, pet peeves and most favorite thing to complain about. And mine is uh, the lift gate on the back of a truck. 
I don't know why. On but, you know, like people, on a you delivery know, truck? A delivery truck, and then, you know, you can, you know, and I understand people, you know, nobody wants to actually be working. And um, so, you know, there's like the big thing, and they, you can put it down on the ground, or you could just let it drop. And it's loud, and it just bothers me. And, <laughs> and, and it doesn't who matter. Who cares? I don't know why this is just wasted a minute it, it of your can, life. <laughs> yeah. But it can be a 7 a.m. delivery, and the trucks don't care. Oh, earlier than that, yeah. Garbage trucks. They put, a, they put people on the moon, they can't make a quiet garbage truck. I don't get it. <laughs> Just saying. I guess we're up early, so the early noise is... Yeah, at 4 a.m. it is quiet. Yeah. The, even the delivery trucks are now, yeah. yeah. You, Not on Spring Street. We used to live on Spring Street, and it was loud. All the time loud. Yeah, all the Soho deliveries and stuff. You get. Just, anyway. You, you got know. a schmutzier thing. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> That's my other pet peeve, is schmutz. <laughs> well, I just, I, I took care of your you. schmutz, Appreciate so it. you're good now. Yeah. You have watched New York One for as many years as I can remember, and thank oh, yeah. you for, for when you've shouted us out at, at various times. Uh, not the least of which... New York One is like family, you understand? <laughs> for real. For real. Yeah. No, no, for real. And I don't know what, what's going on next, but I know this is like... We, not, we don't know what's going on next, but I know this is, you know, getting heavy, but September 11th, New York One got us through. Like, it was one of the things that, like, held us down. And it was, like, obviously everything was fucking crazy on September 11th, but, like, it felt like you guys were just pulling friends of friends in just to put on the camera because you needed somebody to just talk and just comfort people and help us get through and report and it was it was it was pretty important to us yeah i, I mean it's it's nothing compared to the contributions of the first responders but i, I remember <laughs> i re of I, course <laughs> obviously it's not no no, no, no I, offense. thank you but no i'm 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 trying <laughs> I'm, tr I'm trying to say that that i appreciate the show you're doing out, a lot more than i, I was doing that's <laughs> all i'm trying to say i appreciate the shout out uh, but you know we we were we would go home and sleep for six hours and then come back and, and, and do it all again. And, and it's, it's good to hear that people remember that. And it was a, it people was definitely a remember. good time. Uh, you're, you showed your, your love for New York One in the guitar strap that you right. some, from time to time wear. And your, your wife tweeted it out. Right. I, I want to show it to people. There, 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 there's a younger, a younger Pat Kiernan. And then Roger Clark is down there. Roger's in the room somewhere here. Roger. Roger, thank you for coming. That is a baby Roger Clark in that picture. <laughs> Speaking of babies, why do you have a troll doll? It, well, it looks like you have a doll. Uh, well, I, I, I think... I, or like a cabbage who, patch Who made thing. the guitar strap? Well, they didn't Photoshop that thing on there. That's your holding <laughs> oh, So No, you know what the gag is on that? That's Hermie the elf from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Christmas special. Like. And okay. people think that I look like him. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, our friend, Wendy Mullen, built by Wendy, used to make guitar straps a long time ago, and she made that for me as a present, and I wear it I, on my guitars for years and years. So here's the interesting thing. When, when you're playing, you have the, the Pat Kiernan guitar strap. You, 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 well, you, you and Roger and I have been all over the world together. What? I love yeah. that. Well, you don't realize this. For, for years, I've had this problem in the morning that I'm reading so many papers, I end up with ink all over my hands. Mm. So I needed a, a glove, a newspaper glove. So I have the Ad-Rock newspaper <laughs> mitt. 
Get out of here. Have you seen and, this? No, you just made that today. <laughs> that's, I don't even know. How old that's, are you That's there? not a glove. What How are you talking are? about? It's like, in, th in 24 hours, I couldn't get a glove. I could only get the pot yeah. holder. Yeah. That's cool. Look at you. You're a baby there. That was but, actually But I, every day, I use this to grab the newspapers. You like, do? Like, uh, no. Ruined this. Wait, Ruined it. I killed it. I killed it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Killed it. Um, you and your wife are big Scrabble players, I understand. We're, yeah, we, we, we're gamers. Do you strictly Analog game gamers. at home, or do you go out for gaming? We get out of the house. You, you, you went to a Scrabble seminar here at 92Y yeah. yeah, once. I just told you that. I didn't know we were going to just sort of tell everybody that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I read the Scrabble no. thing in, an, in another interview, actually. Well, no. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so I'm, it's like, it's I, out there. I'm really yeah, into it. it's out there. <laughs> no, my brother, uh, I, I'm, I do, I'm not, not so much these days, but I was really into Scrabble. And uh, my brother, for a birthday present, got me a, the, the dude's name I can't remember, but he was like the, the main leading Scrabble champ. Joe Edley? Is that right? Uh, I don't know. Like a, like a world champion Anybody? Scrabble Joe Edley? Is that a thing? Anyway, and he was giving like a tutorial here. And so I went by myself. <laughs> what did you learn? I forgot everything. I don't know. <laughs> I learned that I need to get out more. That's yeah. what Do you wear a ball cap when you go to something like that and kind of keep a low profile? Or are you, you're happy to be recognized as it, a it scrabble? Was, it was not the core audience, let's just say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love scrabble. <laughs> where, where? I actually, my husband and I go and we play at Fat Cat. I'm sure you okay. know Fat Cat. Mm -hmm. So they have, I like playing Scrabble there because you go and you can get the board and then you can just sit and not be bothered in like the corner of a bar for as long as you want while you wait for your ping pong That's table. That's the downstairs on yeah, Christopher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we used to go bowling there when I was a kid. Bowling? Used to be a bowling alley, yeah. Oh, wow. I knew it. That's a Scrabble place you should check out. I've been there. I played Scrabble with my little brother there oh. once, yeah. So when you... I used to work at an ice cream store across the street from there. Yeah, just throwing that out there in case anybody wanted <laughs> Taking notes. Yeah. Did, did, you, did your friends come by and you, you, you cut them a, a double cone for free? Yeah, I got fired a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so when you run into the core audience, if they see you on the street and somebody recognizes you, what, what do they have to say now? Do they... Do, do they expect that you're immediately going to sort of jump back in time 25 years and things will be the way they remember them? It, it doesn't happen. Rarely happens that I get recognized. And what, people are uh, it's, okay, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm on a train every day, and it's not like anybody ever is... Yeah. But I did... I got something delivered. Food delivered or something last week, and the guy was like, Yo! <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> but the baseball hat thing, if, if, oh. I, if I do wear a baseball hat, if I'm like clean, <laughs> which isn't often, and, and if I have a baseball hat on, then I get recognized. Because then people are like, oh, that, that looks like the guy from the 80s, from the band. And so I go to the softball, I get a softball permit every year at the parks department. And anybody, does anybody here work at the Parks Department? <laughs> yes? No. Oh. Okay. 
You raised well, anyway, I go up there and it's difficult and, I'd, and to get the good, the good spots. And one year my wife Kathleen was like, you know, you should wear, you should shave your face, wear a baseball hat and go up there and see what happens. And I went to the guy, I was like, yo! And it's the same guy I'd seen every year. He's like, you're in the Beastie Boys. I'm like, yeah, dude, I was here last year, the year before, the year before, nothing. He's like, and I got hooked up. Yeah, just saying. You're, uh, you're working on a book with Mike D. Yes. Is, is that uh, <laughs> a, a, a year from publication? Where that was, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a ways away. Be a retrospective of... of uh, a retrospective, you know, me and Mike are writing a book about our band. And it, it, it was, we were supposed to, it was supposed to be done a while ago, but <laughs> we're working on it now, really. And it should be, it should be out hopefully next year. Hopefully done wow. sooner than later. Yeah. It's going to be really good, though. <laughs> really good. Really worth the wait. Do you have a favorite album or moment in time with the group? Mm, no. All of it was... Well, fun. yeah. I mean, we were a band for 30-something years. Yeah. It's a long time. Is it yeah. crazy to think about it at this point? Like it started, it started so young crazy. for you. Yeah. And then, then you're just swept up in it. Yeah. The whole thing is crazy to think about. Yeah. I, no, just think that, you know, you're like, we played at some festival in England, Live Earth or something like that. And it's a stadium of like 100,000 people. And so think of like you're with your two friends that you were friends with in high school, and then the three of you are on stage in front of 100,000 people. It is Like, insane. it doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. So. Well, so many of these people here were weird. weird. I don't know how to say it. The, so many people that, that uh, saw our post and said you were going to be with us tonight came out and, and wanted to see you, and uh, everybody appreciates all that you guys did over the years. It's such, so great to have you here, Adam. Oh, I got to go? That's it? <laughs> all right. I leave now? Well, you, I mean, you, 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 yeah. you can stick around for as long as you want. <laughs> That was Adam Ad-Rockhorovitz from our 92i show back in January. Next up on the podcast will be our show from March, and it's a good one. We've got Jordan Roth and Julie Klausner joining us for that one. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Pat Kiernan and at Jamie Stelter. We also post on Instagram under the same names, and we'll catch you back here soon on the Pat and Jamie podcast.